0: This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Yeah, that's right. Another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking that District 5 and 6 activities, week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey, and now I'm joined by the guy that I just can't seem to shake. We did all of these 4A state girls basketball games together, and now here we are doing the podcast. It's Sean Kane. What's up, Sean?
1: Hey, man. I'm fired up, man. It was... uh... It was a great weekend up at force at the basketball girls' state basketball, and it got me all excited because Friday spring sports start. So I'm I'm fired up. I'm like, I would just need the snow to go away, but then it'll be a little better. But if the snow would go away and it got sunny,
0: woo! Yes, Ooh. what a well, it's not gonna it's not gonna get any warmer in East Idaho this week. I think high of thirty two is what I saw in the eight day forecast. So
1: good luck with that. I'm still pumped up. I'm still, I'm still ready to go. I, you know, seeing all the competition and record breaking, breaking performances. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: excited. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, before we get into it too far, I got to ask you something. What is your, what is your middle name? And then I'll tell you the reason why I asked that.
1: What is my middle name? Um, Robert.
0: Robert. Okay. Uh, we were, so anytime like, uh, my wife and I are talking about you, like, you know, she'll ask me like, oh yeah, how was your, how was your time with Sean Kane We yes. always use your first and last name. It's never like, <laughs> oh yeah, I had a great time with Sean. It's always, yeah, I had a great time with Sean Kane and we, we, I don't know why we always use your first and last name. So then she was like, I wonder what they got us thinking. We're like, I wonder what his middle name is. And I was like, well, he's Irish. Maybe it's like Patrick.
1: I ah, know when you're, when you're in trouble, it was uh Sean Robert, shout Robert. That's when I knew it, I was in trouble <laughs> on that yeah. middle name. That's a, that's an Irish thing. And they call you by your middle name, eh, Sean, Robert. Uh, yeah, but that's funny that you say that because no one ever calls me Sean, right? It's Mr. Kane coach Kane. I get a lot of just Kane. And so mm-hmm. hardly anyone ever calls me Sean. So when someone's like Sean, I'm kind of like who <laughs> my fur my first name never gets used very often anymore being the teacher. So it's kind of
0: funny. Right. And yeah, in my house, we just, we combine your first and last name all into one, Sean Kane, And that's how we, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> nobody wants to hear about that. What they want to hear about are the Snake River Panther girls winning the state championship over Timberlake in the 3A final. Um, Sean, this is a team that you've been high on ever since you saw them play at the East Idaho holiday shootout right after Christmas. And this is a team that's been on my radar since early January. I kind of did a deep dive into, into them for our uh, failed top 25 daily series. But <laughs> anyway, so it's neither here nor there. I kind of did a deep dive into the snake river team and what made them so good. And they had all of the championship blueprints, uh, a bonafide, you know, lead scorer, lead guard in Riley Edlifson great height, and complimentary players, an excellent three-point shooting. And it all came to fruition as Snake River. Now, it wasn't easy. They they got past Sugar Salem in the semifinals by two, 48-46. And then in the championship game, you know, a little, little more comfortable of a victory. But congratulations to Coach uh, Stedman and the Snake River girls for winning their second title in school history.
1: Yeah, and, you know, uh, the thing that I always thought they were really – really great at was being a team like it's just like a true team you you know you've got you've got the scorer, you've got you know reese baldwin who's kind of like reminds me of a dennis rodman player she's willing to go out there get rebounds do whatever it takes to win um they have some inside presence you know and yeah they just in the abby gilbert had a big game in the championship and they were just like a a complete team they had all the the pieces to the puzzle you know they didn't they didn't have to rely on just riley to get the scoring. They had all those pieces. So for Sike River, congrats of just competing as as a team and and, you know, just one of the best team performances um I think I saw at state.
0: yeah, it was such a a fun journey for them. And like we said, you know, that three a tournament, you know, they nearly tripped up in the semifinals. Um, sugar Salem ended up then competing against Teton boy, sugar and Teton competing again for the 5 millionth. <laughs> time. If
1: we got a nickel, every time we said sugar versus Teton on this prep cast, man, we've would a lot of nickels.
0: <laughs> yeah. They were, they were, they were on the backside of the bracket. Uh, Teton finally broke through and beat sugar in, in that third place game. Um, despite a good effort from Kennedy Gillette, and we'll talk about her in just a second. I wanted to share, I got an email from, um, one of the snake river parents, Uh Uh, talking. No, no, no. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Good email. You know, 95% of the emails I get are good emails. And then it's that 5%. It's like, yeah, you guys are idiots. You don't know what you're doing and all that fun stuff. Um, Okay. So I'm going to share a couple of pictures here up on the screen. The the first one here I'll share. this This is Camden Dunn from Snake River. She's a junior on the team this year. And that's her with the trophy and the net that they, they don't cut down the nets. They just give you a net. I don't know where they get the net from, but you anyways, you get a net when you win <laughs> the state. Um, So that's her posing with, with her trophy. Um, and then this is a picture of her with her dad, rich Dunn So this is the story here. Uh, 10 years ago when snake river won their other girls basketball championship in 2013, rich Dunn was the head coach at snake river. And Camden, his daughter, was six. She was six years old at the time. But she remembered, and this is what the their mom said in the email. She remembers vividly watching her dad, and now fast forward to 2023, Camden now a junior, and her team, you know, completed the circle. So dads won a title, daughters won a title. Um, Rich has said that winning as a dad is way better than winning as a coach. So if you would take <laughs> this championship that he really you know, wasn't the head coach for, as opposed to the one where he was the head coach. And then on the drive home from Boise, um, Rich and Camden were having the debate of which team would have won against each other if they, if they had played 2013 or 2023, a great debate ensued. (laughs) So could you, (laughs) I, I could imagine that would take the full, you know, four plus hour drive home to talk about, you know which team was better—the yeah. the 2013 squad or this current version? But it was kind of cool. Camden, as a six-year-old, remembers watching her dad win the championship, and then she said one day she was going to win a championship of her own, and then she delivered. How cool is that?
1: What a great story! I'm I'm guessing she was one of the you know the coaches' kids that are always trying to shoot baskets at halftime and stuff, and, <laughs> and they probably had to kick her off. But this time she didn't get kicked off. She uh, uh she came off with a championship, so that's the best best way to end that story
0: yeah so that was that was a great story and big thanks to the dunn family for sharing that with us and hey if you if there's a story out there you want us to share please send an email brandon at idahosports.com, and uh and we'll get it on the prepcast. that's that's what we're all about is sharing these cool stories about uh our young men and women in the state of idaho so uh congratulations to snake river for winning the 3a title okay so we talked about sugar and Teton met on the backside of the bracket in that three A third place game. Uh in the process, Kennedy Gillette in that third place game, uh, she makes seven three pointers, which I believe tied the three A record for most threes in the game. Uh, and then she scored 40 points <laughs> as well in a single game. <laughs> so what a what a performance. Now Sugar lost, and so you know the win is really the only thing that matters at Sugar, but What a performance from kennedy gillette in a losing effort
1: yeah just you know there's a lot of outstanding and scoring scoring performances this this weekend and gillette has just uh just had a phenomenal tournament and congrats to her i mean of course you want to come on the other end of that but still a great feat for her and her team
0: yeah and so when we look at the 3a all tournament team obviously kennedy gillette was on the first team and then Riley Edlifson of Snake River was the MVP of the tournament. And then the defensive MVP was Reese Baldwin from Snake River as well. So, uh, an exciting time. And if you want to see the full uh, list of tournament uh, teams, you can do that at our website, idahosports.com. It's right there on the top of the homepage. And so that was that was pretty much it, more or less in terms of championships. But man, we still had some really excellent performances as well. In terms of an individual performance, I think we have to talk about the five A tournament, Sean, where you know, Thunder Ridge, the two seed, did go two and out, but in the process, in the opening round, they lost a tight game with Rocky Mountain and Marley Spencer from Thunder hit seven threes in that game, tying the five A state tournament record for most threes in a game.
1: Yeah, and she... Oh, go what? Go ahead. Oh, no, she... You know, we got to see her in that loser-out game, and if she yeah. didn't get in foul trouble, she probably would have been in in, in the chase or, like, most threes because I think she hit two or three before getting in foul trouble um, in that game, too. But, yeah, she was on her way of having um, quite a three-point performance for Thunder Ridge.
0: Yeah, she did. She hit three in that loser-out game against Rigby, which also suffered an upset in the first round. And like you said, if she doesn't get in foul trouble, I think she has a chance to challenge for the most threes in a single tournament, but unfortunately just couldn't stay out of foul trouble in that second game against Rigby. And then boy, on the other side for Rigby, Cambry Barber. This was the first time I had seen her play in person. I'm like you watch a lot of film, but Mm -hmm. seeing somebody in person is so much different than on video. And my goodness. Wow. She's awesome. She's already committed to BYU. I think, um, and so, so BYU kind of quietly is just stealing
1: all these Idaho East Idaho yeah. girls, right? Yeah, we can. Like and we'll talk about her, I'm sure. But
0: yes, <laughs> but what a cool deal. Uh, Cambry, Barbara, Rigby. Yeah. She's the real deal. She, she was as good wow. as advertised for sure. My dog thinks so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about Shelly because at the four, a tournament, Sean, this is where you and I were, uh, Shelly was the top seed coming in. They get all the way to the championship against Sandpoint where they just, I thought Sandpoint did a really nice job of shutting down Shelly's transition game. You know, Shelly loves to get out and run in transition and everything Shelly earned uh, offensively was in the half court. And on most nights, it's good enough to get the win, but they were just a little bit short against Sandpoint. But, man, what a great season it was for the Russets.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get it wrong. The The Russets might have lost that game, but it was it was a close game until the very end. And, you know, they're you know, you have to credit Sandpoint's defense, which is maybe one of the best uh, team defensive performance of any division, really, that I can think of. That team defensive Sandpoint was very strong. But Shelley man they they had lots of lots of shooters and obviously Br- Brinley Cannon is is as a special talent and you know she was the defensive mvp of the 4a tournament you know averaging almost 11 rebounds and but you know she pretty much had block shots in every game right she got multiple block shots and they're usually big time block shots and um she was a presence down low but the shelly Russets and Jessica Carlson, you know, I had a chance to talk to her courtside and our at our um at the championship game, and that is just that's a great group of young ladies, man. They they're just fun. We got to see them come in before the game. They couldn't be the more loosest team right before a big state championship. Me and you were sitting up in the nosebleeds, kind of by them, and I was I was impressed by that. They're just kind of low key and loose and drinking their chocolate milk. I don't know about the chocolate milk before a game, but you know, they were hitting those up pretty hard.
0: Uh, yeah, we talked about that for sure. Brittany Cannon, at twenty-seven, uh, in that championship game loss, and she pulled down—I think it was sixteen rebounds. Yeah, and, uh, like like you said, she averaged you know two plus blocks per game for Shelly over the course of the tournament. Um, I thought Hallie Behunen played really well for Shelly You know, at state, she made our all-tournament team. Uh, Mia Williams, of course, uh, Gracie uh, Lang. Or, excuse me, Kate. I got Gracie Stevens and Casey Lang, except Casey Lang scored 11 points in that championship game off the bench for Shelly, which was huge. And so, um, Russets will be back there next year. Um, bad news is, is that Sandpoint probably will too. You know, the their two best players, Aliyah Strzok and Carly Banks, are both juniors. I don't know. Let's get it going. Sandpoint Shelly, round two,
1: right? So, someone with a red jersey could be back in the championship game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's, bold prediction. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably a pretty safe bet. And then on the other side of the four A tournament, you know, Blackfoot came in as the two seed, Sean, and they went two and out. They just never could get it going offensively. They just had two cold shooting days in a row, which is uncharacteristic from that Broncos team. Um, and and so because of that, they go two and out.
1: Yeah, and we, and we kind of talked about that, uh, me and you, as if Blackfoot would have played any time of the day besides that first game. It might have been a different story. They just couldn't really get it going at the, that noon slotted time. And uh, Miley Piper had some slow starts the game. She finished with a lot of points in those games, but, she, you know, she had to earn all those points. It, it, it wasn't easy. Um, yeah, they were just a little, they were a little icy cold from the field. And it, it was just a struggle for them to kind of get points in the basket.
0: Yeah. Marley Piper and, and SB Vergara were so used to seeing them knock down so many perimeter shots and they just never could get it going. And so that was too bad for, for Blackfoot, um, there, uh, okay. two a tournament, you had Ryrie and West side play in the first round and West gets the win in overtime and that puts the pirates into the semifinals where, where they fall. And then I got to see both of these teams, Sean, on Saturday, um, in the kind of the consolation period of the bracket. And uh you had Ryrie up first against Grangeville, and they uh basically had the ball with 18 seconds left, tied at 49 all. Um, they they take a three from the left wing, it misses rebound left block, misses, rebound right block misses. McKinley Bond gets the rebound again. She's kind of falling away puts it up as time expires, essentially banks it in a little, you know, shot from the right block. Ryrie wins uh, by two in, in walk-off fashion. They get the consolation trophy and then West side comes out in the third place game and severely undersized against cold Valley Christian. Um, But they wanted it more. They just wanted it more. And they, honestly, they kind of dominated cold Valley Christian in that third place game. So West side comes home with the third place trophy as well which was uh, phenomenal. Aubrey Barzy was our Idaho sports.com player of the game. She's five foot one, Sean. And she had, you know, 14 points and nine rebounds. She almost had a double double and she's five foot one.
1: I Um, mean, that's that enough said, I don't know what else you want me to say.
0: (laughs) And and like Natalie Lemon, you know, at six foot was was incredible as well. Um, And so every team from East Idaho at the two a state tournament came home with the trophy. Ryrie won the consolation trophy. West side took third. And then Soda Springs, you know, came home with the second place trophy. They played Melba really tough in the championship, Sean. It just, it got to the fourth quarter and the fouls really started piling up on the Cardinals. And Melba shot a lot of free throws in that fourth quarter. And that was a big reason why they were able to win. But man, Soda also had a fantastic season.
1: Yeah, Soda Springs all all year, kind of one of those top teams. And just kind of met that juggernaut and and Melba this year. So, but congrats to Soda Springs, you know, tough season and, you know, he still come away with some hardware. It's a good trip to True Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. True value.
0: Yeah, true value. That's uh a good trip to True Value. I think that's gonna be the title of our podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about uh the 1A tournaments where you had um Grace competing uh from District Five Six. Uh, boy my dogs keep barking i'm really sorry can you hear that every time she barks like just
1: a little bit i can hear it a little bit but
0: okay that's that's always a fun time i usually close the door to my office but uh i decided to keep it open this time and well we see how that's going so um yes at the 1a d1 tournament you had grace competing there uh the grizzlies came in um and at the talk at the 181 tournament was oh yeah lapway's gonna roll and that didn't happen lapway lost in the semifinals but but grace you know they fell in the opening round to oakley in overtime in a very low scoring game 33 to 28 but from there grace rebounds to win the consolation title over liberty charter so that oakley team you know got to the championship game lost to raft river and their defense was smothering. I mean, they took a high octane grace unit and held them to 28 points in overtime with a fifth quarter. That's a pretty impressive defensive performance.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah, just grace, um, you know, had a nice job going through the back side of the, the bracket. they taking down lakeside and Liberty charter. So just good job for them. And the point totals, you know, if you can hold teams under those, that's, that's what you're after.
0: Yeah. Needless to say, um, Gray scored a lot more than 28 points in each of their two subsequent yeah. wins. Yeah, 60-57. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, the, sometimes in the smaller divisions, those numbers aren't always up there, right? They're Like the championship game wasn't even close to that. So, yeah. you know, they were able to put points up when they needed to.
0: Yeah, and then at the one ad 2 you know, Ledor went to and out. Rockland played Council in the semifinals. This was a rematch of last year's championship. And Council kind of smacked them around a little bit. 42-24. to 24. We hadn't seen we hadn't seen anybody really beat up on Rockland like that really since grace, you know, they played grace like way back in November and grace kind of took it to them, but, um, kind of uncommon to see that happen to Rockland. Now they did rebound to take third over Deary. So Rockland comes home with a trophy, Um, uh, but they weren't quite able to repeat, but still a nice tournament for Rockland there as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, Rockland had some high expectations, but you know, council, I mean, if you're going to lose in the semifinal, at least lose the team that's going to win it all, right? I mean, that's, you know, you you played the best team in the tournament, and that's all you can hope for sometimes.
0: Yeah, there's no moral victories, but, um, you know, that's a good way to rebound for Rockland for sure. So that's that's kind of the girls' basketball recap. Uh, state wrestling is this weekend, Sean. We had our big Idaho Matt Chat prep cast last night. We kind of broke down all the state tournaments. We took questions live. Um, And so if you want your wrestling content, you can check that out. It's the Idaho Matt chat prep cast. I will tell you that we we think Malad has a chance to go over and do some damage. Obviously, South Fremont, kind of the the gold standard of 3A wrestling Um, at the the 5A ranks, you know, Highland, maybe Thunder Ridge, uh, 4A ranks, Blackfoot, you're you're looking at possibly. um, But really, it's those lower teams, you know, Ryrie at the 2A, Malad at the 2A, South Fremont at the 3A that have the best chance of coming back with some hardware. Uh, and now let's talk boys hoops. We're going to go through the district tournaments and, and update you know who's clinched and where all the brackets stand. If you're watching this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, you'll be able to see the brackets up on the screen. Um, maybe make your screen full size so it's a little easier to read. If you're listening at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, no worries. You can follow along. Uh, we've got the brackets up on the homepage at idahosports.com and you can follow along with the brackets there. So let's start with the most recent stuff that happened last night, Sean, where you had at the district uh the 5A district 5 6 tournament. Um, you had Malad. Malad, Madison. Madison beat Highland in the championship last night, 53 32. Bobcats are going to state. Highland now advances to a state play in game. Break down this game while I let my dogs outside for just a second here, Sean. This is gonna be fun times on the podcast.
1: Well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really look at what Highland was able to do. Highland um, takes on Rigby in the first round, takes down Rigby um, 64-54 in overtime. Highland plays Madison again in that undefeated semifinal, and Madison wins 52-37, as you can see there. And then so Highland drops down. And Highland has to play Rigby again, um, and is able to take beat Rigby again two times in a row as the third seed, and Highland and Rigby's the second seed, and so Highland gets that chance again up at Madison. But you know, I think Madison just pretty much flex their muscle right there. Um, You know, fifty-three to thirty-two win over Highland, and you know, I've been talking about Highland all year. Is is you know they're they're kind of, a, I would say, a new team because they have a new coach, um, Matt Stuckey, who uh, comes in as a as a phenomenal player, player coach. And I think it just took them time to kind of gel and they were able to uh, get that going in the district tournament. And, you know, they, they can't beat Madison, but Madison's the team that's just beat teams this year, right? They built, beat Hillcrest um, when they were undefeated. They beat Pocatello when they were undefeated. So, uh, you know. Madison with with Wilson is is a force to reckon with and Island will still have a chance um you know for that play in game and it looks like they will play I wonder I I think I believe it's a um loser out of the Boise Valley in that game But if you look at uh, the Bracketology on idosports.com, just updated today, you know, you've got Madison has punched their ticket, so they'll be at the tournament, but Highland will have a chance.
0: Yes. Top four seeds have all clinched. I agree with everything you said. That was great. Um, it looks like Highland is probably going to be playing Centennial.
1: Yeah. They play, I was saying, I'm pretty sure they play a Boise team, right?
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's not official yet, but I, I don't think Centennial is going to win their game. And then Highland would play Centennial. And that is a winnable game for Highland. It really is. So go get it Rams.
1: I mean, for Highland to beat Rigby twice to get this opportunity, I was saying they're kind of a young team in the fact that their coach is new and they're kind of gelling at the right time. But you know, Madison is a is a team that finds a way to beat people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Uh, they're they're so talented, um, no doubt about it. Okay, let's talk about uh, the the four A um, High Country Conference uh, District Six. That's not okay. District Six uh, Thursday night, you've got Hillcrest and Blackfoot, the top two seeds. Um, Blackfoot got past Shelley by six. Hillcrest only beat skyline by nine. And we talked about this and now, now on the back end of the bracket um, skyline nips Idaho falls last night, 50 to 46. So skyline will play Shelley Thursday night as well. Winner of that will stay alive. Um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where Hillcrest isn't this big dominant team. I think the gap has narrowed between Hillcrest and the field a little bit.
1: Yeah. Hillcrest had a, I believe that, yeah, that, that game against skyline we talked about, we thought was kind of close and, um, you know, Blackfoot is a team, you know, that district championship that, you know, it's going to be between Blackfoot and Hillcrest and Blackfoot's a team on any given night. They could come out and, you know, compete with, with a Hillcrest or another kind of bigger team. And it just kind of depends on what team shows up. So it'll be pretty, it should be an interesting game up at the dungeon, right? They call Hillcrest the dungeon, <laughs> yeah. um, up there, uh, Thursday night.
0: Yes. That's going to be a fun Uh, game for sure um and then you know the the nice thing is is that for hillcrest or black but whoever loses um they still have a chance to get there via a second bid to states the same cannot be said in district five where you've got now i mean we got to talk about last friday pocatello hosting preston the indians get a 57 to 54 win at the pit and now, the onus is on Pocatello. They beat Century last night 75 to 53. This is a game you were at, Sean. So we'll get your analysis in, in a second. But now, now, the onus is on Pocatello. They've got to beat Preston not once, but twice to get to state.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is, um, you know, I've said this all season. One of these teams is definitely not going to be happy not to be at the state. You know, they're, you know, max prep's ranking. They're two and three. You know, I Pocatello's two, Preston's three. Uh, you know, one team's going to be a little unhappy to get there, but you know, speaking of last night, I went there um, century was, gave them everything they had. They were leading after the first quarter. Um, but in, in uh, there was only like, there's still six and a half minutes left of the second quarter. And century was already in double bonus. And the, the, the thunder made all their three throws and that was huge. And then in the third quarter, They kind of traded uh, threes for twos. Thunder hit threes, Sentry hit twos, and that kind of put it away. But it was a nice nice win by the Pocatello Thunder. But, you know, (laughs) I think they were excited. But, you know, after the game was over, it wasn't like a, you know, huge celebration. You know what I mean? Like, there's still business to play. You know, there's still business to take care of. They're going to have to go down to Preston, um, which, again, is, you know, Coach Jones there has only lost like 13 times or something in eight years. So good luck. <laughs> but yeah, even, and- but even if that happens, then there'll be a one more game, right? If Pocatello can win, there'll be one more game. And man, that would, that if that happens, that would just be a crazy game. And I would, I'd plan on going to that because I think oh, it would be man. at Pocatello, right? It'd be at the pit. Yes. So I would, uh, I would make my, my way down there.
0: man yeah that's uh that would be a hot ticket for sure um so good luck to pocatello and preston again not to belabor the point but it is a it is a damn shame i'm gonna swear it's a damn shame (laughs) that one of these teams is going to be left home at state ridiculous um okay let's move to three a this has been pretty much all buttoned up here uh snake river beat marsh valley 59 55 so snake river going to state on the boys side maybe could double dip rockland did it last year the one the girls and boys titles snake river going to try to do that district six you had sugar salem beat teton by 11 66 to 55 so sugar uh advances to state they are not the two seed they are the one seed let me change that real quick
1: and uh and and, uh, what happened is what we talked about right is marsh valley playing teton now for that double play in game and we talked about that happening down there uh that one of those teams too are still going to be pretty disappointed they're like hey we took second in districts and now we got to go play another really good team from our same you know east idaho area so and they've kind of all beat up on each other so that makes a super interesting game which is tomorrow that marsh valley teton game uh, yes. Thursday night at seven.
0: Yeah, it's um, a really good team is going to be left home, um, and possibly both if they can't get past. You know, this three C here is going to be probably McCall Donnelly, which is no slouch. Yep. Um, so it's going to be tough. Uh, good luck to Marsh Valley and Teton. They will play at Shelley uh, on Thursday night. Two A District Five. Sean, this championship was last night at Preston Bear Lake defeats West Side fifty six to fifty. The Bear Lake Bears back at state, death taxes and Bear Lake hoops, it seems like. And now Westside awaits uh, in a play-in game. They will take on the loser of tonight's Nuclear Conference District Championship, Ryrie, taking on North Fremont at Thunder Ridge. North Fremont, the four seed. They trip up Firth on Monday night, 56-52, to 52, Sean. They were down by one with like 12 seconds left. Or wait, they were down by they were down by two with oh boy, now I gotta I don't want to I don't want to misquote here. I wrote I wrote about this on yesterday's bracketology post, and I don't want to misquote what the scenario was, but they were like the win probability for North Fremont was like low, low, low. Um okay, so 52 to 48. Firth had the lead with 20 seconds to go. Jed Hill hits a three from the corner for North Fremont. Brings the Huskies to within one, 52-51. They call timeout. They come out and press. Firth tries to throw a baseball pass down the floor. It's picked off by Dax Cherry. He's able to uh, get it to Hill. Hill scores on a little scoop shot with 10 seconds remaining. It's an and one. He makes the free throw. All of a sudden, North Fremont's up two. Firth has a chance at the game time three. It's airballed short. North Fremont makes two more free throws. And the Huskies with a wild and improbable win. And now they are playing Ryrie for the district championship tonight.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if you look back, you know, Firth almost beat beat Ryery, right? So it was it was pretty close. Um, but yeah, congrats to North Fremont for kind of finding their way into a place, you know, in a in a, a situation where they can make it to state, and that's what you want. And, uh, you don't see a ton of upsets, you know, sometimes, but for a four seed to go in there, you know, Riley, Ryrie's going to have to be careful, uh, tonight, right? It's tonight.
0: Yes. Tonight. Correct. Um, and then, yeah, the, the winner of that game advances to state, the loser will play West side in a state tournament play in game on Saturday. Uh, one, a D one high desert conference Thursday night, grace Butte County. Once again, um you know grace won pretty handily in the regular season sean but i will direct you to last friday Grizzlies only won by one point 54 53 so all of a sudden it's no longer a foregone conclusion that grace is going to be the team that wins this district and even if they win it still have to play a playing game (laughs) so fun times
1: i just i don't even know what to say about that but (laughs) um yeah i mean we've talked about it but uh Yeah, I like, I like, I like Grace's chances. They're pretty, they're pretty tall team for, for this division, but you know, I've said this before, if you play a team four or five times, I mean, throw, throw the numbers and the, the seedings out the door. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of the scenarios you run into when you have to play these teams, you know, play each other multiple times to get a, to get to a place with the pressure and everything on your backs.
0: Yeah. So, uh, good luck to Grace uh, and butte county as they play tomorrow night at thunder ridge uh and then we've got the rocky mountain conference uh sean 1a d2 we're at the final four it is all of the top seeds rockland is hosting water springs tonight in the district championship game grace lutheran is hosting mackie that game actually is we're in real time here sean just tipped off so uh grace lutheran uh playing Mackey. i think i'm going to swing by there tonight and just peek my head in and see what the score is and how the game's going and stuff. I don't live very far from Grace Lutheran. Um, But the winner of Grace Lutheran Mackey will play the loser of Rockland Water Springs for that second and final bid to state. And of course, the winner between Rockland and Water Springs wins the district championship.
1: Yeah. And you know what I like? Grace Lutheran always seems to have early start times and I I like what they do there. I'm just going to throw that out there. I kind of like the early start time.
0: Yeah, you know, it's well, (laughs) Well, tonight, Sean, uh, you'll know this. Uh, you've got a religious upbringing, as I do. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, the 22nd. It's It's—it's uh, it's Ash Wednesday. Yeah. So they kind of stacked it where the game is at 5, and then Ash Wednesday service is at 7 o'clock. So they're, you know, you just go straight from the gym to the church, and it works right. out pretty well.
1: Wow. It's, <laughs> so, it's a two-for-one, huh? <laughs> yeah, two-for-one two for special
0: down at Grace Lutheran. So, um, yeah, its uh, it's going to be a good time for sure. Uh, so good luck to all of those teams. The final four there in the Rocky mountain conference. All right, Sean, there it is. We got through it all in pretty short order. Great yeah. work as always.
1: I try my best, you know, <laughs>
0: that's, that's right. Um, so next week, Sean, uh, you and I won't have a prod, a podcast proper in its place. We will have our, uh, live boys, basketball state tournament preview show. And then, uh, uh, we'll put that into the East Idaho prep cast feed that gives you time to just kind of focus on tennis for the week, too, with your tennis season starting see what a nice guy I am that I did that for you.
1: Yeah, I made so many bad predictions on the the 4A girls one that they <laughs> sent me a notice that you will no longer be doing the preview shows and it's all right. I get it. <laughs> but no, it's it'll be all right. I'm, I'm excited um, for these conferences to finish up like southeast idaho will probably be the last to finish up it kind of looks like that when you look at your bracketology like all the other ones are decided but southeast idaho likes to use the time that is given to them you know what i mean and uh it'll be fun to it'll be fun to see but yeah i can't yeah, the, the i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go down to preston um you know late night in franklin county it's i i don't know if that's where i'm gonna be but if uh, I, I'm excited to see what happens with that Preston Thunder game. I think that's a pretty probably the most probably exciting game, maybe this week, really on the docket.
0: Uh yes, there are so many good games. And you're right. That is uh chief among them, no doubt about it. So all right. Well, big thanks to everybody for tuning in to the East Idaho Prepcast. We'll be back next week with our boys basketball state tournament preview special. Until then, for Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for listening on Idahosports.com.